Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Come on, look, look at well, look at that zoom screen. How <laughs> how can you look at that cat on the screen and go, oh, that's an evil bean? Come on, man. Right, yeah. Well, cats some cats are. Cool. are. Some cats are. <laughs> would step into my apartment and literally like die. There's four of them in here. He'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be a fan. There's a reason I don't have any pets. Um, <laughs> um all right welcome everyone to an all-new episode of gvn review this episode we will be breaking down wonder woman 1984 and yes it will be a spoiler review um i don't know why people look forward to listening to podcasts where it's just kind of talking about a movie but not really talking about it i, I don't know i i never understood that but anyway um yes we'll be breaking down wonder woman 1984 uh brand new release released on christmas day um, I know a few people that saw it in theaters, but I know a bulk of people that just sat at home and watched it. Um, so before we get into it, let's start with our uh, our panelists, starting off with Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up, everybody? What did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. I had a good. Uh, it was good. I really good. I had a good time. Got got some stuff. Got my my baby enjoyed it, so we're all good. Good, good, good. Uh, next up, Tia. What's going on, Tia? Um, I had a great Christmas. I am an only child, so my mom still gets me presents as if I'm 10, and I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. no, I tried to tell my mom that I was the only child, <laughs> hoping she would forget that she, that she, had she didn't. She didn't. Um, she did. um but, but no, you're, you're pretty lucky, Tia. You're pretty lucky. Um, Patrick, do, do you, uh, are you the only child? Uh, no, I have a twelve. I have a sister who's twelve years older than I am. So it, it, when I was a kid, it was wow. kind of like being an only child in a way. Got you. Yeah. When they're Another older, thing. it's always like I love the smaller, more adorable one. Uh, right. You've grown out of the adorable. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'm just. I'm just a pain in the ass now. So it's great. <laughs> so the 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 balance kind of you know kind of went back, <laughs> back and forth there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, we had we had a great Christmas. Um, it was just KJ and I. Uh, we made like candy and stuff and delivered them around. It's kind of a drop off on the front porch thing uh, for friends and family, and just kind of ran out, but just did something nice for them and chilled yesterday. Watched Wonder Woman 1984 and then uh, rewatched it again today, just so I had a uh, better point of reference. No, absolutely. I um I had a really good Christmas. Um, my mom and and sister are in Florida, but I'm here with my aunts and stuff. So we had a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, so technically here right now with my aunts, I'm the only child in this house. Um, <laughs> so it's somewhat worked in my favor. And was and was Santa good to you this year, Joan? <laughs> awesome. I don't know how he got down my chimney because it's blocked. Um, but he made his way down and I got, I got a lot of good stuff. So, you know, um, I'm going to make sure next year I install my ADT, uh, <laughs> you know, all that burglary that I'm pretty sure he does. But anyway, let's get into breaking down Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we're going to structure this a little bit differently. Usually we always go through step by step, but we're going to generalize this a little bit more because I think some of us are on the same wavelength. Um, so I don't kind of want to run into like the same kind of mindsets a little bit. I want to flesh out a little bit. So see, I'm going to start with you. Just generally, what were your overall thoughts of Wonder Woman 1984? Um, whew. my overall thoughts are, and we'll get more into this obviously, because I, I will say this, this is a blanket sort of statement. Um, the trailer that like the first trailer for Wonder Woman 84 was better than what the movie was. Not that I didn't like the movie. I just had higher hopes for it than what actually came out. You know what I'm saying? Like when the first trailer came out for Wonder Woman 84, I was like, this is the most epic thing I've 
ever seen in my life holy shit this and thor ragnarok's trailer are just like peak trailers for me um so i think maybe i had like really high expectations of the movie going in um and as i said we'll get into it a little bit more i certainly i liked it more than the first wonder woman i'll say that um but i really had hoped for it to stick the landing a little better i will definitely say the first one had way less flaws um the first one was one act away from being my number one favorite DC movie at the time. Um, because it was, it literally, until it got to that third act, just seemed very unflawed. Like, there were well, the flaws I, I could pick through. In there. Well, I have, I have a few flaws with the first one. That kind of also bled into the second one. But what, and at least, like, as uh, Joelle was saying, you know, this is me. Literally, I just watched it once last night. It's literally just the day afterwards. I could think differently about this a week, a year from now. But I was just so impressed with Pedro Pascal's performance that I, I think that's why, in my head, I'm like, that's why I think it's better than the first one, just because, you know, I thought he was just chewing the scenery like nobody's business. I mean, he was like on a, he was acting in another movie. Well, to me, I what I loved about the first one, and then I'll get a little bit more into uh, what else you were saying, was um, Gal. I didn't think she was an actress. Um, you know, coming from modeling, doing literally barely anything in Fast and Furious, and what scared me was in BVS, she barely had lines. And I'm like, you want to go from barely having lines to giving her her own movie? Like, all right. And she just blew me away from the, the very opening scenes uh, of her. She just blew me away. And what Patty was able to do, just the little things. Me and Joelle talk about this all the time. The language barrier was something that to, to most people is just whatever. To us, it's significant because it's like, how the hell is she able to understand him? And, mm-hmm. you know, them kind of going through, well, you know, we know all languages. Something so simple and so, you know, and so elegantly put explains so much about just that interaction that she's having right there that ultimately shouldn't be as easy as it was. Um, but Patty was just, she was checking off so many great things for Wonder Woman in that first movie. Um, but I will agree with you, Tia. Uh, the trailer kind of made me think this was going a different route than it did. Um, But I do see a lot of people saying it didn't meet their expectations. I just always say to people that say that, what were your expectations? And I always ask, why were they so high? Um, And I would ask that for any movie, even a Marvel movie. Um, Well, I mean, to me, the expectations were really high because I just thought that trailer just blew it out of the park. You know, like I just thought that it was going to be a faster pace, um, just have more in it. I didn't, I didn't necessarily know what the plot was going to be. I just thought it was going to be different than it was. Um, so, you know, those were the things really that made, but again, like I see some people online who are like, this sucks. This was the, this was awful. And I'm like, I wouldn't say it was awful. Like, I don't think that you can just say, oh, it was bad, you know, like AJ had a Twitter thread today that said, okay, well, let's just talk about constructive criticism. And it's like, yeah, let's talk constructive criticism, but let's not just say, oh, it sucked. That's lazy. Yeah. Usually people that say that usually don't have constructive criticism. They just <laughs> automatically, it's just the worst thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, again, I think the biggest thing that took me out of it was we were all asking, literally everyone that saw the original trailer, uh, well, even before then, you know, because we always get the, you know, filming and who's going to be in it. We were like, how are you explaining Steve Trevor being alive? Um, and I was very shocked at how quickly she immediately was kind of like, this is not real, but I'm rocking with it and I'm going to just stay with it. Um, I thought there was going to be a little bit more to that. Um but again, I mean, this was ultimately a, a love story. Um, I, again, really. Um, and, you know, I just, I wasn't expecting the route they were going. Same, I compared it to Iron Man 3. Um, you know, everything Tony was struggling with, I didn't expect them to go that whole route. 
Uh, yeah. When they did, it just was like, you did aim wrong. And then, you know, you did, you did all that with the Mandarin. And it just was like, wait, 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 wait. Um, so, I mean, my biggest expectation, Joel can uh, attest to this, was I was hoping Pedro Pascal's character was a little bit more than he turned out to be. Um, he had this whole giant conspiracy. That's why. I had um, huge whoops. Thing. Um, and I also wanted just to be really good because, you know, we've talked about this before and I'm sorry, I, I don't want to take any more time off than I already have, but um, we talk about this all the time that you have like Zack Snyder cultists who think oh, that if, if that think that if he's not involved in it, it's going to be shit. And I remember yeah. when Wonder Woman 84 was being promoted, people were like, oh, see, it doesn't have Zack Snyder in it. Look how garbage it looks, blah, blah, blah. And when it didn't come out as good as I wanted it to, I'm like, oh, this is all that they're going to be talking about. <laughs> like, that's how, like, the toxicity of online is. That That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, I will say to anyone who thinks like that, it's very unfortunate to think like that, but also... Um, I would simply say Zack Snyder was um, very much involved in the first Wonder Woman movie, and you could safely say the worst part about that was the third act, and that screamed Zack Snyder. Take um, <laughs> that how you want, you know, but, you know, Patty did a great job for, for what she did with this movie, and I want to focus on that. Um, yeah. So next up, I'll go to you, Joel. Uh, your overall thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Um, now I had my issues with it. Uh, I didn't, again, I didn't hate anything. Um, I don't think I had the same amount of hype as everyone else apparently had. <laughs> That's you normally, though, Joel. You normally aren't a speculator, and I think that you're better for it. <laughs> I agree. I don't really throw myself into that hole to be disappointed. So it's true, um, and that's why that's why I do it. I just kind of go in the like fill in those holes. I'm not filling any of that for you. You got to fill them in for me, and I'll just judge it when I see it. Um, so for me. Um, that's why I think I like so much of the movie is because like some of the new stuff she implemented was stuff that I wanted to see from the comic books that came that she brought to life in this movie. And I'm like, oh my God, she did it. Oh my God, she did it again. Oh, she did it again. And they, they did that a lot throughout the movie. So those parts I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the relationship aspect of it, the whole, how they planned, uh, how the whole Steve Trevor thing I thought that was clever because uh, I didn't know how that was going to work out. And the way they did it was, uh, to me, very clever. Um, and, I, and they pulled it off really well, and it was a great love story, you know, for like how they they planned it. And like the acting was great, and Peter Pascal use of Maxwell Lord and great. Uh, that whole stone, like we had a feeling it was some type of wishing stone, uh, and then there was rumors of him having some type of wish powers. I'm like, how the fuck does that even work? Like he's never had that. And now they explained it to me. It, everything started to make sense based on all the stuff that I was hearing. Um, so that's why I probably liked it more than most people. <laughs> I didn't have any priests. I had nothing in my head already. So I was like, yeah, throw it in there. I liked it. Well, I will admit, I was hoping that Rock meant more. And I was really hoping he would turn out to be uh, Vandal Savage. Um, I, I thought that would just would have added so much more of a, of, I, I don't know. I That's just where my head went uh, when I saw The Rock originally in the trailer um and then i was just like pedro pascal you gotta do something big with that guy um and ultimately you know he was one of those villains that's just supposed to be great for one movie and um yeah. he ultimately was um I, I will say though um getting a little bit more in depth to what you were saying joel of you know something that patty did that i just didn't expect uh we were talking about this um before we got on live, the invisible jet. Um, yes. To anyone knows about the invisible jet, it's not something I was ever expecting to get in um, this DC universe. Right. Um, so I, when you know, first of all, I, I do also want to throw out there to a lot of people that don't know, um, it was visually. I mean, not visually, but um, I guess for the, the flow of the plot. Patty just kind of flowed with it, but that's not how Wonder Woman was able to get her plane invisible, just for anyone listening. Um, Patty decided- But I kind of liked it, though. I thought it was an interesting, you know. 
actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things where it was just like, it was so unexpected. Everything about that exact moment was so unexpected. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they did it and then the way she was able to do it was just like, okay. And the only reason why I was super okay with how she did it was I just watched you. I told you that anime, uh, the animated series on Netflix with the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeus, well, obviously we know Zeus is how Themyscira was was hidden, but in, in that, you know, he, he that one village was so um, what do you call it? Was so um, hidden that, you know, his, his wife couldn't see his mistress and their kid. So, you know, I was like, yeah, Zeus does have that power. So when she was conjuring it, I was just like, huh. Okay. All right, Patty. Didn't expect that, but okay, cool. Um, and to a lot of people, I know a lot of you may not know this, and Joelle was kind of schooling me on why you guys might not know this, but Wonder Woman does fly. Sorry, guys. She does. That's not something that they just randomly threw in there. Um, <laughs> she can fly. Um, so- or as long as I knew her, she could fly. So I don't know. That was new to me when she could <laughs> right. So when everyone was saying like, oh, like, you know, look at how they got. I'm like, Wonder Woman flies. It's always been the case. Um, so, I mean, I, I liked it. Now, I will say the visuals of it were a little off, but um, I loved it. I, I loved it. And Joel, me and you, when we saw the original trailer, <laughs> I remember you I was confused. Me, you were like, <laughs> did she just did she just lasso off lightning? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. It looked like it though. Um, but I, again, another really cool concept um, that, you know, visually she pulled off. Uh, it really honestly looked like Spider-Man's webbing. Like when he webs, like from building the building. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. I mean, she was doing stuff with the lasso. I've, I've never knew Wonder Woman could do with the lasso. When she caught the bullet. I was, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> I've read a few Wonder Woman comics, and I don't think she's ever used that lasso, <laughs> but to yeah. grab people or to make them tell the truth. So I was yeah. just like, very creative in this movie. Yeah. I I didn't mind it because to me it's like like it's so bland if you're telling me the only thing that magical lasso can do is grab people and force them to tell the truth. I agree. You know? Why not extend it to make it a little bit cooler? <laughs> like make it do some stuff. Um, so I was completely fine with it. I just, again, wasn't expecting to see it. So it was really cool to actually see that they were able to pull it off. Um, but Patrick, I'll go to you. What were some of the, uh, what were your, what was your overall thoughts on, uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but at, when I, I, I enjoyed it yesterday when I watched it, when I rewatched it today, it was because I then kind of became indifferent about it to to a point um i agree with you guys the the you know patty patty tells an amazing visual story um you know haven't you know like you were just mentioning to you know with, with the lasso and you know being able to like show truth and everything like you know how she wrapped it around you know his wrist and was like hey this is you know this is what happened in our heritage that was really really cool uh but you know i everyone loves pedro pascal He's great in The Mandalorian, don't get me wrong, but I, you know, there's something, I, I'm just not, I'm not drinking the Pedro Pascal Kool-Aid, like a <gasps> lot of people are. Oh. I know, right? So, <laughs> uh, but, Wait, yo. Hold on, Patrick, before you go any further, just no. so we're clear, are you saying you don't think he's a good actor, or you just don't think he's as great as people are making him seem? I don't think he's as great as everyone's making him seem. That's that's fair. I just I I just wanted to make that clear before people were like, "What is he well, saying?" Before, he can't act? before yeah, oh god no, back. yeah, oh god no, god no, no. He, I mean, no, he he is he's a great. I mean, he is a, he's a great actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, but I I think you know in the Mandalorian, I I think he's phenomenal. But it's almost I I feel like they're he's become so popular and everyone wants him and everything. And like, it, it's almost like his, you know, his stock's kind of going down cause he's in too much for me right now. And it's just like, all right, dude, just 
take a break. Don't just be in everything. And I get it. It's Wonder Woman and everything else. But I, I really, I really felt that his performance was just okay. To be honest with you, um, I thought there was a lot, and I, I think it could have been the writing, and I think they could have gone a little bit deeper on and make make him more of, I guess. I didn't believe him as being the villain. Um, wow. Hold on. Let me just take a, a, a step back real quick. Um, okay. So, all right. So let's break this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing uh, with Pedro Pascal's character in this that I was not expecting um, because maybe I just, I heard the trailer differently than anyone else was them allowing him to kind of have that, that accent. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, that's his accent, huh? That's basically his accent. No, 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 no. Okay, so this is what I mean by by an accent, not his accent, an accent. He does not sound like that in The Mandalorian. Like, there's obviously like a, a difference in in how those two portrayals sound. Um, so there's a lot about that character that I was expecting that just was obviously me just throwing stuff at the wall. So, um. It, it took the second watch for me to kind of go, okay, no problem. I get it. This is what they're doing with him. I understand. Um, it, it was just a weird concept from the jump, I guess, um, of what they were doing, really. But I, I thought, like, like Tia was saying, and, and Tia's popping back in here now, let's, let's, uh, uh. let's calm down before Tia, Tia goes off. But no, um, I thought he did a great job for what they gave him. Um, I think what really sold me was at the end. Um, what, you know, because as Wonder Woman threw the lasso on him and she was showing his truth of his upbringing and, and just being mm-hmm. picked on and no one respecting him and, and you know, him just kind of wanting to capture that and for him mm-hmm. to not want to be... Uh, I to me, I I think that's the worst feeling ever for your kid to view you as like a loser or like you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, I get it. I completely get it. It wasn't from a standpoint of wanting to be evil. It just corrupted him. Um. So I mean, I love what he did with it. It was just a character yeah. that I personally thought they could have maybe did did more with having Pedro Pascal. But for what he did with the character, I I, I thought it was fine. Um, I, if I'm being completely honest with you, the only actor in this entire movie that I thought was just hands down amazing was, was, was uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, I loved every ounce of that. Um, like she, I, I love the goofy side because it reminded me of all the good stuff of her that I love from Saturday Night Live. Um, and then when she, when it was time to, to get serious, she got serious and I loved it. When that, mm-hmm. uh, that heckler, uh, when she caught up to him again on, on, on the sidewalk, I was just like, yes, kick him again. <laughs> like, do it again. I know. When when the it's like I get it, the guy who she would help. It's like I understand you see Barbara as just this nice woman. And so it, it shocks you to see her being so vicious. But I'm like, you know what? F that guy. He was he was getting really handsy with her. And who knows what he would have tried to do if um Diana hadn't stepped in. So I'm like, as you said, Juan, kick him again, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, a few more times. But no, I loved her character more than anything else in this entire movie. Um, I- because it had it had a arc that I think literally I mean pa- Pedro Pascal is to a degree, um also, yeah. Um, but it legit was a arc that everyone could relate to. It's well, the idea of go ahead, Tia. I was gonna say, like with uh, Barbara's character, I was just gonna say really quick. I love how she met Diana within like five seconds. Was asking her out on a date. I was like, same. I mean, be a little, you know, uh, more cool about it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I, if we all saw Gal Gadot, we'd probably do the same exact thing, like almost immediately. Um, I'd completely collapse. I wouldn't. I would have no, no chance. Like, he wouldn't even know what to say. And guys, I will tell you, having uh, having worked photo ops with her, she is as stunning and as nice as you would expect her to be. So when wow. we were in the booth with her, it was just like, 
uh, yeah, I totally get it. So I'm with you 100. percent Yeah, you can't tell us things like that, Patrick. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It was yeah, Ace Comic Con, Long Island, or uh, yeah, Long Island. So oh, cool. I, I think I've only had that twice, and that was with Minka Kelly, and then yeah. Rosario Dawson's, where it's just like. I don't even know how I'm speaking at this point. Like, <laughs> right. Coming out. Like, yeah, and I'm we were pretty close. That was we were scary. I was, I was so close. I had to tell myself, you got to relax. Like, I wasn't even doing anything. I was like, you have to relax. I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> Why am I sweating? <laughs> yeah. Well, I but, and, like, you know, Joan, yeah. and to your, sorry, uh, to your point about Chris and Wig, was it, I mean, I was more, I think I was most impressed by her action skills yes. I like her fight scenes were just yeah. You know, when they're in the white house and her and her and wonder woman going back and forth at it i was just like oh hell yeah i, I was not expecting that good of action from Qu Kristen wig yeah uh i was shocked um i was shocked completely uh she i okay so what I love the most, what, what I was saying before was um, the level of realism that her character's arc brought was something that I think we all can kind of uh, relate to uh, of a point in life of just being invisible. Uh, which, of, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Which there, so I loved Kristen Wiig in this movie. I thought her character was great. The one thing that I disliked, and it's not, it's just the trope that it did. It's like, I hate, as you said, Joan, there, at some point in our life, we could relate to that. And I hate when it's almost like weaponized against the person. It's like you have this person who has felt invisible their whole entire lives has felt really just like, uh, just bad and it's like they see it, uh, someone like diane they're like oh my god i wish i had this person's confidence i wish that people would see me like this person it's like and it's like that should be something that someone wants and it's like but then they want it and it's like oh but look now it takes away your humanity and takes away this and you shouldn't have this and it's like i hate that trope it's like why can the non like quote unquote beautiful person like want to feel beautiful and want to feel that like that sometimes bothers me that trope and that that's my little spiel for it i was like come on man like give barbara what she wants why does diana get it all <laughs> yeah and i think what i love most was well first of all let me just i i wanted to make sure i said this on air um patty jenkins you did a really bad job of trying to make Kristen wig not seem very beautiful um <laughs> like even her nerdy self was it was working like i was <laughs> like you're doing a horrible job it's like uh... not look beautiful <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When the main girl, they're like, oh, look how fugly she is. And it's like, actually, she's really pretty. All it is is that she's <laughs> glasses yeah. and she's a hair back. <laughs> she's actually really pretty. And everyone's like, oh, look how boring. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's how it was to me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly what, what, how I was seeing it. It was just like, no, she's, that's why when it was like, when she showed up, uh, like when, you know, she was like, being more visible everyone's like oh my god like what'd you do new and i'm like she legit just pulled the, the clark kent superman trick on you guys like she didn't <laughs> there was nothing really that she did any differently um but it's no, her confidence I mean, it, the confidence that's all that really is most of the time confidence man it, it'll get you everywhere yeah. um but an, another thing that i really loved was unless i missed it so i want to point that out i love how they never said till the end what her wish was originally um well and, she she did it she did the, what do you mean, the first time or the second time no 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 the first time no she first said time. she said she, she wants to be like diana she's like i want to be you know yeah, sexy yeah, i want to be this i want to be that yeah really? yeah that's what she I, got powers I, yeah I, no, 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 yeah no. she no i know yeah, she, she said it when she was in her office yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. oh man i must have missed that thing because i thought she picked it up and they never, they never showed. How did you miss that? She was like, that was another reason why I sat there and go, wow, she has such a lady crush on Diana right now. She full on said, I want to be sexy like Diana. It's like, all right, all right, Barbara. Like yeah. Oh, Patrick, I like your tree there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so yeah, so no, so Christian Wig, uh, I thought gave an amazing performance. Um. I, now, I will say this. Now, I don't throw many visual shades towards Patty Jenkins, but 
it was very clear why that fight took place at night. Uh, <laughs> so Patty Jenkins didn't have to put that much focus on the visuals for, for Cheetah, um, which I thought was very unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen Cheetah in the light, um, but I get it. I completely It would have been nice to see more vivid color of Cheetah's, uh, you know, not costume, but you know what I mean. Her yeah. look. Her fur. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I was like, "Am I watching cats right now?" (laughs) But no, but Tia, that that's that's what I heard. That this is not from anyone legit. But that's what I heard. They were trying to stay away from. So it it was the idea of making it to where it was like, make her look as convincing as Cheetah without having to fully go in. Um, so you put it at night, and it kind of it kind of blends. It blended really well. Um, to where it didn't look bad, but it could have looked so much better. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that stood out to me was, first of all, I thought that was okay. Now, Joel, Tia, I think mm-hmm. you've seen Titans. Patrick, I think you've seen Titans. Jim, I have yes. not seen Titans. Oh, you have not seen Titans. Okay. I so have not. really quickly cover your ears so I don't spoil this for you. Oh, you're uh, good. I'm I'm a, I'm a good guy for that. Okay. All right. Um, Joel, did you? think it was a shot at titans with diana putting the electricity in water and it not affecting her uh no i didn't but i i definitely thought the same thing i'm like well there's another nod to like (laughs) making that scene look bad again (laughs) yeah because uh we know the actress uh that took place in that scene was not a fan of that scene um, yeah. I agree, but at the end, at the end of the day, Don, Donna is not the daughter of Zeus, like Diana. No, not at all, not at all. But if there was one thing that we would expect to not kill Donna, it would right. be that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it would have been yeah. that. Um, but okay, so I want to talk about this, guys. I, I want to talk about the ending because someone brought up a really good point, and that point was, um when we see uh, Barbara Minerva again at the end, like after everyone renounced their wish, she did not. And she looked more so like she did at the White House than she did her original self. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of pass this around here. Everyone just kind of jump in when, uh, when you want. But did anyone else kind of get the feeling that this isn't the last of Cheetah that, that we've seen and that maybe still a little bit of that, that power is in her a little bit? I, per, I I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I mean that that was a that was a first thing that stood out to me when we when we saw the movie yesterday was all right. So you know Pedro Pascal's character renounces you know and and she was so adamant it's like never never never, and she's just sitting there with that with that look on her face like, nope, this isn't over yet, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. they legit had the look of nope, I'll die on this hill. Now I will mm-hmm. legit die on this hill before I become and what's so crazy is her wish compared to like when you started seeing the rest of the world wish like man I wish I could just you know I could just make it or man I wish my dad was here and she's like I just want to be hot like you know I want people to stop ignoring me and then the fact that she refused to let go of that was just like damn (laughs) right okay all right um I mean I feel like 13 year old me would have agreed I'd be like, oh, you know, I get you, girl. I get you. Theo <laughs> would have been sitting another... right next to her like, I yep. didn't mine either. <laughs> I, I think that's another example of power corrupting, you know, like they did with Pedro Pascal. Like she got a little taste and it got to her head and like, why would you want to give it up? <laughs> Basically, no, you know. No, absolutely. Um, now, all right. So this is the only thing that really disappointed me about um cheetah and diana's interaction um and, and joel i think i said this to you because i think this is a direct cut from the comics i could be wrong though but i really did think her need for the golden armor was because of um was because cheetah was just getting fit uh you know was getting the best of her with with her claws and everything that right. she needed armor to protect her um what made the armor redundant was the armor would have been great if she wore it when she still didn't have her full power. Like, she needed that as a boost. That's what I thought they were going to do. Having having the armor on top of full power was just like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was just like, all right, so you guys realize a sword and shield was overkill, so you thought you'd give her armor? Like, <laughs> like that's overkill also at that point in the story. So I was just like, all right, Patty Jenkins, that's that's weird. Like, you could have gotten her clawed up, and that's why she needed the, the armor. Or, or just stayed with the idea that she still wasn't 100% during the, uh, the end battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have even bought that. But the fact that it looked like she was 100%, obviously, when she renounced her wish, it was just like, no, I don't think you need that armor. Um, no. th- did anyone else feel that way? I thought that it's like, why? You're talking about this armor, right? That literally, um, you know, uh, God, uh, an ancient person in your culture wore to ward off literally a whole army of people and you wear it for one character and then toss away the wings like two seconds in and the fact that they also teased it in the trailer so it took a lot out of that sort of admiration for the armor if that would have been something that a they didn't tease in the trailer and b also kept on for longer then i think it would have hit more but i honestly didn't feel that sort of like feeling that you should have felt when she put that armor on I also want, um, and Patrick and Joel, I'm going to go to your thoughts on that, but I just wanted to throw this in there. I also want directors to not be afraid to allow villains to carry on to this, uh, to the next movie. Um, because there are some times where I kind of feel like they end villains too quickly just to tie the bow of the movie to where it's kind of like, no, you could have left that you know, to maybe carry on. Because I did feel a little underwhelmed with their fight. Um, their end fight. I thought the White House fight was great. I loved it. But the final one, I kind of was a little underwhelmed by. Um, And then, you know, it doesn't help when the actual big bad is someone that can't physically fight Diana. Um, So it's like, well, you you move past this to give us something that's not another fight scene. Um, You know, like I would have been fine if you kind of got past this really quickly and then you know, it was another physical battle for Diana to go through. Um, but uh, your your thoughts on that, Patrick, and, and then your thoughts on, did you kind of think like that armor and that specific point was maybe a little wasted? Yes, I, I 100% agree with that because they, they fl- when they flash back to it and shown the significance of what the armor meant, and then, you know, it's like, all right, cool, build up. But, you know, I agree 100%. I think the trailer ruined the significance and the effect that the armor was going to bring to the movie because you saw it and her shedding it right away in the trailer. I think, I think it was just a wasted opportunity because there, there's so much, there's so much story and power behind that, that I think they, they wasted. Um, and then as far you know as far as the you know the fight scene i agree you know that with with pedro pascal's character you know it was i mean he was just he's just an ordinary guy i mean it, i mean she could flick her finger and he goes flying across her room so that would you know that's a very anticlimactic thing so you know save cheetah save cheetah for the end like hey that's the last that's the last piece of this puzzle she's still around i got to take her out Right. They did it differently than most superhero movies do it, which I get it for the purpose of of the story. I understand why they did it. I'm not questioning it whatsoever. But usually a character like like um, Pedro Pascal's character would be the side villain that has a arc that is very important. But the actual physical villain is Cheetah. And that's the focus. And I think they kind of at few different points were flip flopping it. Um, and then ultimately when it came down, um, to us kind of wanting that big fight that we've been building towards, it was very quick. Um, and you know, but I mean, I've, I've saw, um, I can't remember the name of of the guy Joel that we follow on, on Twitter, but he was alluding to, if you're Patty to complete this trilogy, you have to have her fight gods in the third movie. It's legit the only thing that's missing from from this entire Diana arc um, is her fighting more people that you can kind of look at and go, 
they're just as strong as she is. How can she, you know, how will she win this? Um, and, you know, I thought bringing in Cheetah, we would get a lot more physical interaction. I mean, we even know Cheetah has the ability to poison with her claws. Um, so I'm like, there's just a lot of Cheetah um, that hopefully we get to see more of in the future. But if not, this was very, very, very underwhelming. But Joel, your, your thoughts. I was underwhelmed. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, I, 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 I liked how it played out at the end. I was disappointed. Not disappointed, but like I thought that they messed up how the armor played a factor. Looks like mm-hmm. I, I agree with everyone. Like I don't. I thought it did. It didn't seem like it made sense at, after the fact. Right. <laughs> like, like she got her power. Like you said like she got her powers. Then she put on armor. I'm like, well, that's kind of redundant. <laughs> <laughs> but like she and plus she didn't know that the cheetah she was gonna get into a fight with. So it actually worked to her favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, she didn't know that was going to happen. So kind of she lucked into wearing the armor at the right time. Right. Um, because it, it was all alluding to wearing that armor or, or, or earning that armor from the beginning of the movie. You know, like right. she, she missed out and she, you know, she kind of cheated in the beginning to win, you know, the, whatever for that armor to be whatever. But at the end of the day, that's kind of where I, I see what they were trying to do. I just don't think that it, it ended up executing the right way. Because like you said, it kind of became redundant when she got her powers back. Like completely. Right. Like um, the oh no no go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say the perfect time would have been literally when her and Steve were looking at it and she was mm-hmm. explaining it. That moment right then and there would have been the perfect time to win. Yeah. Or maybe we probably probably should have got cheetah cheetah maybe earlier in the movie <laughs> so like maybe like a double battle like so it makes more sense to wear the armor later um maybe that's probably where they, they that to me that's where they kind of messed up there but I, I didn't mind like fighting cheetah first and then having the emotional moment at the end because i thought and that's how it should have ended like with with pedro Cascal's max Willard. i thought that worked out fine i just think the whole armor thing kind of didn't work out like as like it should have yeah, this reminds me of, because I didn't hear a lot of people saying that it was underwhelming to them, but you know what this reminded me of? I've literally only have known myself to be frustrated with this, was the end of Iron Man 2. You finally get Stark full power with the new suit. You get Rhodey working with, with his new suit. And then their fight, literally with the big boss, lasted all of like three seconds. And I was just like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> what, who was that like what, what give me your hand that's it what mm-hmm. their suits can do all that and give me your hand is how they how they save the day no nah, i'm not i'm not buying that shit no, <laughs> not at all. um so i kind of felt the same way with with her versus cheetah knowing how powerful Cheetah. i mean hell we started this year or no last year i'm sorry um we got to see um the wonder woman animated movie where she takes on yeah cheetah. And that was kind of like building up like, oh, man, like Cheetah is really strong. Um, and then they just it didn't feel like they brought that in that final battle. I won't say they didn't bring it throughout the movie, because, again, that White House scene was so good. Um, but that final battle was just kind of like, ah. I don't think that armor helped because armor helped to actually help helped her physically in that fight a lot. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what? You know what I'll compare it to? I'll compare it to like, let's say Thor's fighting someone. Right. And then like he grabs his hammer and we're like, oh, man, this is about to be like a big battle. And then like he punches the guy in the face and it's like, that's it. Yeah. You just need to punch. What was the whole hammer for? He didn't even need it. He just punched him in the face. It's like, ah, we just like the aesthetic of it. No, 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 no. Don't waste it. (laughs) I think that with Wonder Woman, you make her a little too OP, right? To where then battles aren't really like hand-to-hand combat they're a lot of flinging around and things like that it's like in a way you either have to less all right this sounds wrong right but you either have to lessen her or heighten cheetahs right so the point where it's like they're equally matched instead of it being where diana's so overpowered and i agree with you that as you say in a third one she should be battling up against a god because we should be getting these more intense hand-to-hand combat um fights mm-hmm. and maybe this is just me like talking because i love when you see that in say like the marvel universe and i would love to see those sometimes in the dc universe and i would have loved to see that in this movie especially more against cheetah but i thought that she was going to 
battle a god almost in this movie because she kept talking about it. she was like oh my god a god made this stone a very bad god you know a god and i'm like when do we get said god <laughs> when do we get god fight <laughs> like that's yeah, i mean, I, mean, I mean the last time we had a god fight it didn't work either so <laughs> well <laughs> as far your point as as um leveling someone down to to justify the story i mean there's no bigger example of that than vision i mean i think people really forget that if kevin feige didn't power down vision we don't have a plot for uh civil war like vision literally could have just killed all of cap side um but obviously you're not going to make them that op well i mean honestly that's why i felt like in and not to get into this conversation because it's a different you know universe but in endgame when they brought in captain marvel in like the last second it's like you know you could have probably used her like much sooner in the freaking movie you know and it's like that's how it feels sometimes it's like i get it like wonder woman's really strong but that doesn't mean that then you can't introduce people who are on the same level as her like i'm Mm -hmm. not as familiar you know with dc but i'm sure they're out there i'm sure you do this they're definitely out there and that's another reason why i thought vandal savage would have been someone that pedro pascal could have could have easily done yeah, uh, he wasn't gonna do nothing to her either. He ain't gonna handle no, 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 no. I was just going to say that it would have been really interesting to see Vandal Savage and Cheetah versus Diana. Like, how does she? How does I don't she? I think he makes her? a difference, in my opinion. Like, no, for he doesn't. But I, I also would have, in my but mind, Giganta and Cheetah. Wrong. There you go. <laughs> Well, hell, yeah, shit, I would have loved Giganta. Um, that would have been amazing. But again, we saw that in the animated movie Bloodlines, I think it was. Yeah. Um, they did a great job showing that when you when you do Wonder Woman's villains right, Diana has a pretty tough day. Um, and that's kind of what I think I was looking for. That's. I'm just think. I also think because she didn't really get her ass whooped at all, it, it felt like it I was agree. like. Well, that was kind of. But again, it's because she's wearing that armor. <laughs> so it really protected well, I think, the whole time. I think Patty's point of this movie was it was an emotional battle she needed. Yes. Yeah, uh, you're like right. The point, the, the point I was explaining to my aunt, because she was saying she didn't really get it, the point I explained to her of the beginning of the movie was that you will experience losses in life. You have to deal with it. You can't cheat it. And in right. this, remember how Steve kept saying, Diana, yeah. you right. got to let me go. You can't yep. have both. That, yep. was her, that was the lesson, re, you know, resurfacing. Yeah. Of, and the, the armor was a physical manifestation of her earning that. Exactly. Basically. Right, right. So I thought, like, all right, wouldn't the ultimate showing of her losing being her actually, like, getting her ass kicked a little bit more, like, and kind of trying to triumph, uh, you know, be triumphant yeah. against it? Um, but that's why I said, you know, and, and I, this, these are, again, apples to oranges, but it, it's the only thing I can really go to. But that's why Ragnarok spoke to me so much for Thor's arc and what Odin was trying to teach him was he legit had to give up everything. And again, remember, he didn't win at the end of the day. He lost everything. Mm, he lost his planet. <laughs> he lost everything. So to me, it was that is how you prevail a hero is that. What does he do when he literally uh, has lost everything? And I thought Diane, because to me, the only reason why her letting go of Steve didn't hurt was it hurt the first time that shit happened. He was already gone. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, the second time around, it's kind of like, you're not going to get me twice. Like, you got me the first time. I'll give you that. But now it's kind of just more like there had to have been something else. Well, I mean, even the first movie, I mean, the the underlying theme was like, I mean, she's going to have her power. Her powers are power. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. she's she's basically indestructible. Her her main villain has been herself and learning like that's like even in the first movie, she wasn't getting her ass handed to her either in that first movie. Her she was getting her ass handed to her mentally. It was that inner strife and, you know, growing as as a person and learning about humanity and herself. And it, and they repeated that in this movie, too. Right, right. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. But a- again, and, and that's uh, let's compare it to DC instead of having to go to Marvel. Um, it's what I loved about Man of Steel. He literally spent half that movie just getting wrecked. Um, and then he had to prevail from it. But that's what makes the the hero winning so much better is that he had to work through so much to get there. 
Um, but I yeah. kind of feel like in these two movies, Patty is focusing more on the emotional and not the physical. And it's like, that's great, but I want to see fist and feet when it comes to Wonder Woman. That's what I'm here yeah. for, Patty. Mm-hmm. None of that emotional. Also, I also <laughs> think that she would have had a better chance if she didn't wear, wasn't wearing that fucking armor. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, Joel. The, the exact <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play off Cheetah as a character that can't take like hold her own because she no, obviously I mean, could. The exact evidence to that is that very first moment where Diana closes herself into the wings. Mm-hmm. Cheetah is just wrecking the wings. Yeah, if exactly. No wings. Diana's Diana's having a long night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, real sure. long That's why she got rid of them. They weren't useless at that point. <laughs> right. Well, let me, exactly. Let me ask this in, in, in regards to the fight with Cheetah at the end. Mm-hmm. You could tell that was very Zack Snyder esque the way like it was shot and how dark and like dingy <laughs> it felt. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So so my question is, do you think if it was like, say, you know, you compared to the White House fight scene that we've been doing, that was well lit. That was, you know, there you could see the surroundings very well. You could see right. everything that they're using, getting thrown through pillars, you know, that kind of stuff. If it was, if that fight scene, if nothing else was like in a brighter scenario and not like the dark, rainy and, you know, in a, you know, a secret military base, do you think that you could have had more validity and that would have been more, uh, exciting, even if they just lightened it up. Um, okay, so my thing with DC is I've always felt, and, and again, there's plenty of comics that, that go against exactly what I'm about to say, but my, my favorite DC comics are the more darker ones. Um, like, I try to remind people all the time, especially when they talk about Batman, like, why is it always so dark? I don't think people know that Batman doesn't fight crime during the day. Like, that shit just doesn't exist. But you can be dark without having this, like, such a muted hue. Okay. That's that's what I felt like Cheetah looked like, was just muted sometimes. And And that's where I was kind of going with that. I said this before. Superman and Wonder Woman in Flash's world should never be that dark. Um, Visually. It It just shouldn't. Visually. Um, so I'll give you that. But again, I, the only reason why I think this took place at night was to kind of hide Cheetah. Um, like show it, show kind of like how cool she looked in her face. Um, but they were hiding a lot of Cheetah. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, because they didn't have the budget to do all that CGI. Um, my thing is, is that like for me, and I've said this, and like, listen, this complaint is very just specified to me right i can't see very well you know i wear glasses i wear contacts you know i can't see very well so when things are too dark i can't see shit this has been my main problem with the dc movies lately right but it's like and i know like again juan like i'm not trying to get into any sort of like argument over this but you know the christopher nolan batman trilogy that was dark, but I still felt as if I still felt in the night times you could still see things. Whereas in the current DCEU, when it's at night, it's like you could you can't see anything. It's like then why bother shooting it, man? If I can't see anything, why bother shooting it? This is with that night too, and you can see everything. Well, that's because yeah. they're carnival. Yeah, but still though, it's still like there is an example. It's not only like oh you know you can't have any night scenes of course you can have night scenes you can still yeah. make it visible though yeah, yeah and you're not exactly. i don't feel like you're taking away the integrity of you know of of the movie or the message that you're trying to get across that you know like yeah like you said juan dc is inherently more of a darker style comic but it doesn't mean that like 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 tia said you know like that dark hue that they that snyder loves it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be that it can still be dark but bright and crisp yeah you can do that yeah (laughs) and you won't lose the message it doesn't affect it i don't think i don't necessarily disagree this movie was very bright and beautiful um yeah you know the the battle (laughs) it again joel i said 90 percent of it yes right exactly um but for some reason those third acts with patty they they tend to get pretty dark 
Because um, so, they start losing their budget after a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, apparently it costs a lot to, to lasso off lightning bolts and stuff like that. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> I, I, I want to get to two more things before we get out of here. I want to first go to Tia. Uh, Tia, there was some uh, something about Maxwell Lord you wanted to, to talk about. Yeah, um, because I had technical difficulties and had to hop off and I wasn't here for Patrick slandering Pedro. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say, I don't know if you guys covered it. I did like um, the deterioration of his character as he was like making all the wishes and everything like that so i just wanted to say that his like bloody eye creeped me out for most of the movie but i i don't know like i i understand probably that it wasn't maybe comic book accurate and maybe there was more that he could do but i just think that he did a good job in whatever he was doing i really liked that and I mean, at least they didn't kill him at the end, but I mean, it seems like he his storyline pretty much is wrapped up. We wouldn't see him come back as a villain, but can we agree that kind of he's like the ultimate like fuck boy? He just purposely just sleeps with Barbara just to get the stone. Like I was thinking, I was like, oh, you scumbag! (laughs) Bravo to you, Tia, for for even getting to that point. I I kind of disgusted more so when he's like. The kids here again? How oh, I get, and it's like, um, I don't know how much your custody works. It's usually every weekend. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was like the typical like sleazy salesman. That was what he was supposed to be, you know. Like, I'll I'll sell you anything if it'll make me a buck, pretty much. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah it- and that, and that, you know, and like I said, it, I mean, I like Pedro Pascal. It wasn't, it, and it wasn't necessarily slander towards him. It, I was like, just joking, Patrick. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> but like, like Juwan said, I think, I think that was where the writing fell short. Mm-hmm. As you know, it it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was just like I was just more like, eh, okay. Well, Pedro Pascal's in this, and it's just kind of okay, whatever. I think that it would have been nice to see maybe him do more um, and maybe even give him power to the sense where he could have fought off Diana, but it was more so he was like the mouthpiece and Barbara was almost like his guard in that sense. See, yeah. I don't, I don't meet, no. I, I don't feel that only because to me, and, and again, I, I always make comparisons because it's the best way to express, I feel is the best way to express what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, but this ultimately was Justin Hammer and um, what's his name? Uh, Mickey Rook's character in Iron Man 2. It, it was just, yeah. again, my no, Avon Banco, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. My only issue with this is it was a little inconsistent on who was supposed to be the, the real big bad between the two. But I mean, no, I mean, if anyone's read any of the comics, oh. Justin Hammer could have done more than he actually did um, in that well movie. you know they just were disrespectful to sam rockwell you know i mean you get, get sam that's another thing you get sam rockwell in a freaking movie you're gonna have to let sam rockwell be sam rockwell no but i mean the, the point i was trying to make by even bringing that up was the story didn't call for it so the story didn't yeah. call for pedro pascal yeah. um, to do any more than he did again i just my only issue overall is just that patty in these two movies have has gone more emotional than what comic book uh fans uh, like expect they expect the physical and he's focusing more so on the emotional so the stories sometimes are going to have an emotional ending like a emotional conclusion rather than fists being what what saves the day sometimes it in her story it might be love saves the day it might be sympathy saves the day and i get that the the fighting and i get that because it's like you know, there's plenty of Marvel movies that have like a shit ton of emotion in them, right? And ultimately, I didn't mind that uh, Diana's way to save the day was to just, uh, you know, reach out to people emotionally and get them to maybe not be so greedy, right? And mm-hmm. then ultimately have even Maxwell Lord's character realize how greedy he's been. Um, mm-hmm. 
By the way, okay. Oh wow, this sh- I just thought about this. Did anyone ever else think that his kid showed like zero emotion the entire freaking movie? I was like, that would be so uncomfortable. Like act across from that. And I know he's a kid. I should be like a little nicer about it. But I was like, Jesus, n- stone faced. Um, but I didn't get that. <laughs> I, did. yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't either. But to be fair, I didn't really pay much attention. He was more so like a device for yeah um, Maxwell Lord. So I didn't really give him much of my attention really Um, but but i I was gonna also say that um sometimes patty's though emotions like emotional scenes paused in between scenes that didn't need to be paused like i actually really disliked the moment where um diana renounced her wish She's in the middle of this whole chaoticness and it's like, hang on, hang on, let's have a moment. Let's have a little powwow right now. And it's like, oh, no. And I was like, no, like, keep this going. That should have been done before that scene or after that scene, not literally in the middle of that scene. It was like, you can put emotion in there, but it's like, it was this pause that to me was just not placed correctly. I, to me, you guys, you guys know how I am with with scenes like that. So I, I could have taken it or left it, regardless. Yeah, but, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean that's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, now be- before we wrap this up, uh, little fun fact. Uh, at the end where um Diana feeds the guy that was um that Steve was inhabiting his body. Um, little quick fun fact that no one really cares about, but uh, Gal Gal's actual husband and her two kids were in that that Christmas scene. Um, for anyone that might have noticed, so that was like the moment where she's kind of looking around, giving like the biggest smile. Like the the camera kind of like pans, and like her fam her actual family is there. Wait, um, was it the guy that was playing Steve Trevor or no? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying in that scene where where she was talking to him. The camera kind of pans as she's looking uh, and her actual real life husband and, and her kids were were there. Oh, that's um, cute. So I thought that was pretty awesome. But all right, before we get out of here, I want to really quickly talk the uh the mid-credit scene, as Joelle has corrected me about. Um, the mid-credit scene that uh I thought was a nice little touch. I mean, a lot of people were confused. I don't know why. Um, but it was a double entendre that I really enjoyed. Uh, Patrick, I'll start with you. How did you like the mid credit scene? Well, as, a, as a, a, an older fella that grew up watching Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, uh, I absolutely loved it. And, and you, you know, when they, when they uh, flashed to Asteria earlier, I just looked, I saw those eyes. I was like, oh, shit, that's Linda. <laughs> Here we go. And then... And then you know, having having her come in, I think it was, I think it was I think it was just right. It was mm-hmm. just enough, and it gave and it gave the proper respect for everything that Linda Carter did as Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was. I always like when they bring back somebody that this generation probably has no idea who they are, and they're they're watching it with their parents, and we're like, oh my god, and they're like, I have no idea what you're freaking out about, like. To me, I think that's always fun because it, it makes for a good conversation to kind of school them on on who it is. But I did love the double entendre. Um, Tia, did you get the double entendre of I've been doing this for a real long time? Um, I mean, maybe not as deep and maybe like I feel like maybe we're not on the same length as it. I just I was just going to say that. I love that scene, right? You know how uh, you say if a song like slaps, like that scene slapped. That thing was uh, amazing. (laughs) It was just so cool. It was like Linda Carr just airs like just such a coolness about her and like just the just effortlessness of her just saving the day and just kind of like she's just effortless. She's so beautiful still. I mean, it's just so amazing. It was great. I definitely want whatever Patty, uh, whenever they decide on what they're doing, if they're doing a third movie, which you would imagine they would, um, I'd love to see them bring that character back. Um, and, you know, since this is probably the the last of, of the the trilogy, you know, have a big fight scene where we see Themyscira stand up against whatever the, the villain is and we see her return to kind of help out. Um, I think that'd be great. I'd love to see the OG Wonder Woman in our current Wonder Woman in a scene together in kind of like a battle. I think that'd just be amazing. But Joelle, uh, what, what were your thoughts on that mid, uh, mid-credit mid scene? 
I thought it was cool. Uh, I was I was wondering who that. I wasn't wondering about it because I remember talking about it earlier, and I'm like, I was I didn't really care who the actress was because I did <laughs> when they showed her eyes. I remember there were people I was watching were trying to figure out if that was someone they knew because it looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of did look familiar, but I didn't really put too much thought into it. Uh, so when it actually showed and they're like, oh shit, it's fucking Linda Carter. Well, and I always wanted to see if they ever gave her a role in, in the movie, what would it be? Right. Uh, I always wanted her to be Hippolyta or something, but you know, they obviously didn't go that direction. But the fact that they went with an Amazon regardless and made her hysteria, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That was a really nice throw a shout out and that was a nice little scene in the middle of the, uh, the credits. So, uh, congrats to them and, and Linda Carter for getting, you know, to, to show off like like many other characters these days. Yeah, it now makes a lot more sense why she was part of the fandom panel yeah. when they did yeah. the because she was in the movie. So it makes a lot more sense now. Huh? It makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I saw a few people on Twitter. I was like, oh, I knew from the eyes. I was like, well, you guys should definitely work in the FBI or something. Like, yeah, Pat- Patrick can. Patrick just said he, he, he could tell. So there you go, Patrick. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, but I, I also grew really up crazy. watching her, too. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's absolutely fair. Um, yeah, when I saw her at the end, I was completely like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the hits keep coming. Um, I, I did tell Joelle, um, I, I Silly me, but I was expecting a world building mid mid credit scene, and then I you ain't getting that. <laughs> I remembered you can't do anything until after Flash, you know, kind of rewrites what our our history of the DC universe currently is. Um, so you know, shame on me, but I enjoyed this movie. Sounds like we all, uh, to a degree, did enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, Warner Brothers' first. Um, First time doing this like this in theaters and uh, on um, HBO Max. Uh, according to them, we'll be seeing more of it as we head into the new year. We'll see how all that plays out because hearing that Sony is getting all the creators from Warner Brothers, it's probably nothing that makes Warner Brothers happy. So we'll see how that plays out. But make sure you guys uh, check out Patrick on Kinda Nerdy Dudes um, and KJ um, also. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for joining. My pleasure uh, as always, man. Joel, thank you for joining. Tia, thank you so much for joining. Tia, you have top 10 this weekend, right? I do, yep. We're doing uh, top 10 movies we're looking forward to in 2021. Perfect. Mm. Um, I cannot wait to hear that, and hopefully we get all the things <laughs> that are supposed to come out next year. <laughs> um, but uh, stay tuned. We have a huge 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 end of the year wrap-up show with so many other groups uh this upcoming wednesday so stay tuned for that guys that's gonna be so much fun um but this has been our review for wonder woman 1984 please guys if you hear people trashing it don't let that be why you don't see it see it for yourself and you know if you decide you don't like it i have no problem but don't tell me you think it's stupid, and then I ask you, what did you hate? And you say you didn't even see it. That infuriates me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go right. see it for yourself. That's Go it. see it for yourself. Um, but till next time, guys. Peace. See ya. Laters. <laughs>